Well, let's look into God's Word tonight. Thank you so much for your interest and your attention. If you have your Bibles, I'd like to invite you to turn to the book of Ecclesiastes. Chapter 11, Ecclesiastes chapter 11. And uh, this portion of Scripture, we're going to read verses 1 through 6, is talking about sowing the seed. As we read through these verses, I don't know if you mark your Bible, but if you do, I would encourage you to mark a phrase that appears over and over. And, and so this portion of Scripture is talking about sowing and reaping. But the phrase that appears over and over is the phrase, Thou knowest not. You're going to see that phrase four times. Thou knowest not. And uh, after we read it and, and we step back and look at it, what we see is that God is saying, Listen, your job is to sow the seed. And, and you don't have to understand everything that I'm doing. Your job is just to sow the seed. God is the God of the harvest. He'll take care of the harvest. Our part is just be faithful and sow the seed. And uh, so in verse 1, he says, Cast thy bread upon the waters. He's talking about sowing the seed. Cast thy bread upon the waters, for thou shalt find it after many days. Give a portion to seven and also to eight. So seven is the net number of perfection or completion. Do the job. Give a portion to seven and also to eight. Eight is the number in the Bible of new beginnings. Okay, there are eight people on the ark. The eighth day of the week is the first day of the week. And so what he's saying is do the job and then start over. Uh, Give a portion to seven and also to eight. And here's the phrase, for thou knowest not what evil shall be upon the earth. We don't know what Satan is doing in the lives of people. If the clouds be full of rain... They empty themselves. These are things we don't understand. If the clouds be full of rain, they empty themselves upon the earth. And if the the tree fall toward the south or toward the north in the place where the tree falleth, there it shall be. There's so many things, that circumstances that we don't have any control over. For he that observeth the wind shall not sow, and he that regardeth the clouds shall not reap. And here's the phrase, as thou knowest not what is the way of the Spirit nor how the bones do grow in the womb of her that is with child. Even so, and here's the phrase, thou knowest not the works of God who maketh all. We don't understand what God is doing. In the morning sow thy seed, and in the evening withhold not thine hand. For thou knowest not whether shall prosper either this or that, or whether they both shall be alike good. Amen. Let's pray. Our dear Heavenly Father, Lord, I thank you for the privilege and the uh, opportunity uh, to be with your people tonight, to be in your church. And and Lord, I pray that you would meet with us. And Lord, we thank you for your word and the presence of the Holy Spirit. And God, I pray that uh, you would use me to be an encouragement to your people. And Lord, help us to be encouraged tonight and challenged through your word. In Jesus' name. Amen. Well, uh, this is going to be an extremely simple sermon tonight. If you're tired tonight, no worries. Okay, this you're not going to have to think deep. But uh, we're going to see three spiritual truths here. Uh, you know, God uses physical things to help us understand spiritual things. 
And there are physical laws that, uh, that we see that apply to physical things that, that carry over. They're the same uh, laws in the spiritual area. And so we're going to see three uh, encouragements or three instructions for sowing the seed. And, and we understand that uh, the, uh, we're here in this world with one purpose. Now, let me say this before I get started. <clears throat> Can we be a little informal tonight, Pastor? Sure, yeah. Okay, amen. Is there a God? Yes. Some of you don't seem too sure. <laughs> Let me ask you again. Is there a God? Does God love us? Okay, if there is a God, and, and God loves us, we're His children. We've trusted Him as our say. We're not perfect, but we're His children. I've got children, and they are not perfect. I've got grandchildren, and they're perfect. <laughs> but uh, God loves us. Our Heavenly Father loves us more than any father ever loved his, their, his children. And, and He's got a, a perfect place prepared for us. And uh, why are we not with Him? He wants us with Him. He loves us. He has a perfect place prepared. I mean, it's going to be amazing. Why aren't we with him? And, and the reason is because there are others that he also loves, that he wants to, uh, that, that they should be his children. And he's living, leaving us here a little while longer so that we can sow the seed. And, 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 and what I want to say to you tonight is that we're here to sow the seed, the gospel. And uh, so three instructions about sowing the seed from the Bible. Number one, and, and these are obvious to you. You know these. Sow thy seed in faith. Sow thy seed in faith. Now, every farmer, uh, regardless of whether he's a Christian or not, has a lot of faith. Yeah. And that farmer will take that old dead seed and he'll put it in that old dry ground and expect an amazing harvest. And... Uh, <clears throat> But yet, sometimes we as Christians don't have that same faith. And uh, so in verse 1, it says, Cast thy bread upon the waters, for thou shalt find it after many days. So three laws of sowing and reaping, okay? Uh, help me out here. The first law of sowing and reaping is we always reap what we sow. We always reap what we sow. Be not deceived. God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. And so physically we understand that and we accept it. If I go out and I sow a kernel of corn, I'm going to reap watermelon. No, no, that guy's crazy. What is he thinking? He that soweth to of the flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption. But he that soweth to the Spirit shall of the Spirit reap life everlasting. And, and of course, that life everlasting includes so many things. Abundant life, uh, everlasting life for other people, uh, just so many things. And uh, so we're always sowing. We're always sowing the seed. Uh, we always reap what we sow. Secondly, we always reap more than what we sow. Now, that's not completely true, okay? I want to, when I preach, I try to be as honest as I can, okay? So I'm going to try to be more honest with you tonight. We always reap much, 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 
much, much, much, much, much, much, much. What time do I have to quit, brother? Uh, I'm not going to be able to be completely honest with you tonight, but what we always reap much, much, much more than what we sow. Okay? Uh, we were on uh, deputation. Uh, so that when we came back to Mexico, I'd, we'd lost all our support. And I was pastoring in, in, in New Mexico, and, uh, and I began to realize that God wasn't going to call somebody else down to the Mayo River Valley. God was calling us. And, uh, and finally, I realized that, and I accepted it. And I remember uh, Wednesday night, I announced it to the church. God's calling us back to Mexico. And, uh, <clears throat> and old Mary Granger, one of the widow ladies in our church, said to me afterwards, she said, Pastor, we always knew that you were going to go back to Mexico. And, and I thought, well, why didn't you tell me? I, w I wouldn't have incurred so much debt while I was here. <laughs> but we, ha we had lost our support, and we had to go back out on deputation. My two oldest daughters, we have four kids. My two oldest daughters were in Bible college. And I thought, who knows where they're going to end up, and we're going to be in Mexico. And, and so I talked to Christy and uh, Alicia, and I said, why don't you consider taking a year off from Bible college and traveling with us? on deputation. We can be together one last time as a family. And, uh, <clears throat> and they said, yeah, Dad, we'll do that. And, uh, <clears throat> and so we traveled together. Our, our kids, uh, the, the oldest was uh, 20. And, and, uh, and then Annie, the youngest, was 11. So that was uh, the four kids, 11 to 20, in a little travel trailer. And, uh, but we were having fun. We were having the time of our life. And, uh, and I said to them, I said, uh, listen, kids, I'm a real good father. I said to them, uh, pick a place in the United States that you want to go to, and, uh, and I'll schedule some churches there, and we'll go to that place. And I'm thinking, oh, man, this is going to be great. They're going to uh, Yellowstone National Park or uh, something. And they came back, and they said, Dad, we want to go to New York City. <laughs> New York City? <laughs> I said, well, what's your second choice? <laughs> no. <laughs> we went to New York City, and, uh, and then uh, we ended up uh, up in Maine. Uh, and uh, so we uh, were in Maine, and uh, I like corn on the cob. I love corn on the cob. And uh, we bought at a farmer's market. Kathy bought some corn on the cob. And, uh, and, and we were sitting outside the travel trailer. She boiled that, and we had that corn on the cob. But up in Maine, it's not a good place to grow corn. It's, kind of, it's not hot enough. And so those ears were not very big. And, and I was thinking about it, and, and I was thinking, you know, one kernel produced all of these kernels on this ear of corn. And so I told my kids, I said, uh, <clears throat> count the kernels on your ear of corn. Now, I love corn on the cob. My kids have always been big eaters. I mean, they eat an enormous amount of food. And I thought, there's not enough corn on the cob here for all of us and so they're going to be counting I want to find out but they're going to be counting and I'm going to be eating and so uh, I'll get headway and uh, but they tricked me and in just a, a little bit they had the answer and they said dad there's and I don't remember the exact number but it was around 600 there's about 600 uh, kernels on an ear of corn and I thought how did they do that and they because they're homeschooled but they counted one row, and then they counted the rows and multiplied it, and right away they had the answer. And uh, I was talking to a farmer in Kansas about this. 
and he grows corn. And, it, and we're talking about field corn. He says, on the average, there are about 700 kernels on an ear of corn. Now think about that. You sow one, and you reap 700 times what you've sown. But then a lot of times there's more than one ear. There's two or sometimes three uh, uh, ears of corn on a stalk. And, uh, and then, but each one of those kernels be, potentially becomes a seed. Okay, so let's say there's just one ear on, uh, on a stalk. So you plant one and you reap 700 times. But each one of those is a seed. So the second year around, you've planted one and you reap 490,000. Okay? The third year, almost three and a half million out of one seed, out of one kernel. Next time I, I, I thought about this, uh, next time what I would do is when we're eating watermelon, I'd ask my kids to count the seeds in a watermelon. <laughs> See if they could trick me. But think about that. One seed produced that watermelon with all those seeds, but how many, how many watermelons grow on a, on a watermelon vine plant? I mean, it's incredible. And, and God uses physical things to help us understand spiritual things. And, and so, listen to me. Thou knowest not. Thou knowest not. The third law of sowing and reaping. Okay, pastor, don't answer this. Uh, we always reap what we sow. We always reap much, 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 much. That ought to scare us to death when we're sowing the wrong kind of seed. What's the third law of sowing and reaping? Does anybody know? It, boy, you, this is an educated group. It always takes time. And this is where we fall down, okay? L look what it says. Cast thy bread upon the water, sow the seed, for thou shalt find it right away. Is that what it says? What does it say? After many days. Uh, and let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. Why do we faint? Because we don't see anything happening. In due season, in God's timing. Now, now let me say this. On this earth, we're not going to see the harvest. Okay? We're going to see some first fruits, but we're not going to see the harvest. So I, a, a little story that I made up. Okay? This is not true. Uh, so the boy grows up in the city, but his dream has always been to be a farmer. And, uh, and he gets older, and he's work, he works hard, and he saves his money, and finally he's able to buy a, a farm field and some equipment. And he's so excited, and he goes to all the work of preparing the ground. And uh, a tremendous amount of work and investment, and then he buys the seed, and he plants the seed, tremendous amount of work and investment, and he's so excited because he knows the first two laws of sowing and reaping. And he gets done planting the seed, and he's heard about the harvest of other farmers. And uh, he, he runs home, and he gets the combine, and he comes back with the combine, and he gets back to the field. Help me out here. And what does he see in the field? Nothing. Dirt. Yeah. Dirt. And he thinks, wow, nothing happened. And man, I worked hard, and I sowed the seed, and nothing's happened. And, uh, and so he, he thought, you know, I've heard that to be a good farmer, you have to be patient. And uh, so, so he says, I'll give it a day. 
And he goes home and he comes back the next day and what does he see? Dirt. And he's really beginning to get discouraged. He's heard stories about other farmers. And he goes home and he comes back the third day and what does he see? Dirt. Dirt. And he goes home and he comes back the fourth day and what does he see? Dirt. He's really discouraged. And he goes home and he comes back the next day and what does he see? No. Weeds. Is that, am I telling the truth? Or any, do we have any gardeners here? I mean, it's discouraging. The grass is starting to grow and weeds and you think, wow, not only did I, um, do I not have a, a harvest, but it's going from bad to worse. And, uh, but God is in charge of the harvest. We sow the seed and we need to sow the seed in faith. Sow thy seed in faith. Secondly, sow thy seed without fear. Sow thy seed without fear. Verse 4, He that observeth the wind shall not sow, and he that regardeth the clouds shall not reap. If we're waiting for a perfect time to serve God, it'll never happen. Yeah. Satan will make sure that there's always some circumstances to uh, discourage us from stepping out by faith. We serve God by faith. And uh, there will always be the, the wind blowing or some storm clouds. I remember uh, before we... Uh, I, I did terrible on deputation the first time. I was an extreme introvert. And uh, man, I just... We, we'd been out on deputation of about 11 months and uh, I thought I had about 400... I thought I had $600 a month raised. And uh, we got to Mexico and I realized we only had $400 a month a month raised. And, uh, but I thought, man, I'd just rather go to Mexico without much support than to stay on deputation. And uh, we had two little girls. And so we decided just to go to Mexico. And so we drove all day. We were going into South Texas. We started out with a missionary family down below Texas. And, uh, and uh, it was like two in the morning. Uh, I, we were going to cross the border the next day. And uh, so it was like two in the morning. We stopped at this little terrible motel. And I had to wake the guy up. You know, he lived behind the office there. And, uh, and, I, and I said, uh, how much would it be to spend the night? And he told me the price. And I said, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, and he, he was upset. He said, well, how much would you give? And I told him what I could give. And he said, okay. And he took what I had. And we went into that little room. And we were exhausted. My family went right to sleep. But the devil started talking with me. And, and he said, Nelson, where are you going? And I said, well, we're going to be missionaries in Mexico. And he says, so you speak Spanish? Well, no, but we're going to try to learn Spanish. And you have support. Well, not too much. You're taking your family into Mexico? You, you know people. You have a network down in, in Mexico. Well, no, but we're going to meet some people. Man, he beat me up. And, and I was ready to turn around and go home. But the next morning, the sun came up, and I drank some coffee. And we went to Mexico. And we starved to death and died. No. And I'm so glad that in spite of the storm clouds, we went to Mexico and uh, sow thy seed without fear. We look back our hardest year in Mexico. And, and I don't have time. I'm going to finish in the next few minutes. Stay with me, okay? Our hardest year in Mexico, so many bad things happened. I mean, it was terrible. I could tell you stories. But we look back, and that year produced the most results. 
Sow thy seed without fear. Sow thy seed in faith. Sow thy seed without fear. And then third, sow thy seed with fervor. Sow thy seed in fervor. Verse 6. In the morning sow thy seed, and in the evening withhold not thine hand. For thou knowest not whether shall, shall prosper either this or that, or whether they both shall be alike good. In the morning sow thy seed, and in the evening withhold not thine hand. I like to think that that's talking about the morning of our Christian life. In the morning sow thy seed, and then when we get older, withhold not thine hand. Now, I'm 66, and I'm tired. And I think, oh, I, I'm going to let the young people do it. And... Uh, <clears throat> But listen, as long as we're on this earth, it's because God wants to use us. Yeah. And he has some seed for us to sow. In the morning sow thy seed, and in the evening withhold not thine hand. I, I remember there was a time when my father was still alive. My dad is, was a church planter, a great soul winner, a hard worker. And, uh, and my son had started in the ministry. My son is a hard worker, Mike. And I, I would look at my dad. And I look at my son, in the morning sow thy seed, and in the evening withhold not thine hand. And I thought, man. And uh, so this is my message to you tonight. Keep on keeping on. Old Satan wants to discourage us. Uh, we're down in Mexico. And uh, this, we have an opportunity in Mexico. But the truth is, wherever we sow the seed, where, wherever God has put us, uh, we're just in, uh, it's incredible to us, California. The world is coming to you guys. What a mission field. And uh, one old preacher, when I was young, he said to me, Nelson, where's the greatest need in the world? And I thought, well, Africa or India. And he was in the Bible Belt in the Ozarks. He said, anywhere you want to look. And, uh, and, and so God has placed us in a spot. And, and in this spot, we, we have an opportunity. In the morning sow thy seed, and in, in the evening withhold not thine hand. For thou knowest not whether shall prosper either this or that. We don't know. We sow the seed. How do we sow the seed? Man, we invite somebody to church, or we give them a tract, or we talk about Jesus, or just living a godly life before them. We're sowing the seed. Now, let me close with this. I'm closing my Bible. This really encourages people. It doesn't mean anything. but it... <laughs> The Bible says, I hath not seen, nor ear heard, neither hath entered into the heart of man the things that God hath prepared for them that love him. And we think about that. And we, what do we think about? Streets of gold, pearly gates. But what are we thinking about? We're thinking about the, the building materials. The pavement. And, and let me tell you that, that God has other things that he's prepared for us that are much more important than the pavement. And, and one of the things that God is the God of the harvest. He's in charge of the harvest. Okay? One of the things that he's preparing for us is the harvest. Okay? And uh, he's in charge of the harvest. We all, our job is just to sow the seed. And, uh, and so... Uh, and, and Satan comes to every one of us. He comes to me. He comes to your pastor, every single one of us, and he belittles us. Yes. And he says, your faith is not accomplishing much, and he tries to discourage us. And we get discouraged. And, and we, we say, oh, I'm just not seeing much. But listen, we're not going to see the harvest till we get to heaven. 
We may see some first fruits here. But if we sow the seed, we're going to see an incredible harvest. And, and, and one day, we're going to hear those words. Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Wow. Not because we've been perfect Christians, but, be, but because we've been sincere Christians. And, uh, and I like to think that the Lord's going to usher us into heaven. Nelson, let me show you something. I want to show you something. And he's going to take us into heaven. And he's going to say, I want to show you what your faith has accomplished. I have not hear, heard, uh, I have not seen nor ear heard, neither hath entered into the heart of man the things that God hath prepared for them that love him. And we're going to look at the harvest. And we're going to say, I think immediately two things are going to come to mind. I never would have thought that my little faith would have accomplished so much. Wow. Then I think immediately my second thought is going to be, why didn't I do more? Why didn't I sow more seeds while, while I had that incredible opportunity in this world? And so my message to you tonight is keep on keeping on. Let's go forward. Let's sow the seed. Amen. Pastor, I'll turn it back over to you.